I confess. I had sex in the ocean and got stung by a jellyfish as I was coming. Oh. Although, if you're into pain, mm, that could have yeah. been a great thing. At least you got the orgasm out. Right? Like, it didn't happen in the foreplay, and then it's like, oh, well, that, you know, didn't happen. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin, Texas-based live show featuring smart storytelling and anonymous confessing. Stories heard at Bedpost Confessions, as well as sister shows Unspoken and Confess, all explore themes of humor, vulnerability, and emotional justice on varying topics. No matter the topic, the highlight of any Bedpost Productions is the participation of the audience members sharing their own secrets in the form of anonymous confessions, which are read aloud during the show. I grew up crooked. I was not like other girls, especially in Mississippi. I dressed like my father. Anyone who told me girls couldn't wear high tops or button-ups, I punched them. (laughs) In second grade, I took first place in beating the shit out of any boy who said he was tougher than me. My mom thought more church would help me straighten up, but (laughs) I've always been better at bending. It wasn't until eighth grade when I first learned about gender and sexuality. It was from my psychology teacher who told us that lesbianism was a mental disorder that derives from penis envy. I assured her this was not true (laughs) since I had the biggest dick in all of middle school. And... (laughs) In high school, I remember a boy named Drew Henry. He wore a purple coat, and I envied how brave he was to wear it, how he stared down the throats of so many kids who attached his name to faggot, and I didn't say anything because I was too afraid to be outed. It's a shame how so many kids are still taught to hide their hearts and condemn their skin, that it's the year 2016, and there are still people who believe that being attracted to the same sex is some sort of disease. The fact that homosexuality exists in 1,500 species and homophobia exists in one is proof that love is something human beings need more of. It's... It's... It's absurd that we live in one of the most advanced eras of human history, yet still have a hard time grasping the continuum of gender and sexuality. I do not understand what's so shocking about two men holding hands. I will never be able to grasp how someone could go out of their way to pick at a funeral of a soldier because they were gay. May this poem be a toast. If you guys have a drink, you can raise it. May this poem be a toast to the boys in purple coats, to the tough girls in gay soldiers, to the long-haired dudes and the buzz-cut dykes, to the genderqueer, trans, and straight allies. Know this, your heart, it is the holiest chapel. Love the sharpest sword. Your skin, it is a carefully stitched miracle. I hear that even God marvels at how it fits you so well. Thank you. Yeah. 
Oh, shucks. You guys are so great. Usually whenever I read poetry, I have to tell people they don't have to be quiet. And this is fantastic. Yeah, I don't have to say shit other than the poems. It's great. So I don't have too much time, but this may be like a very weird question, right? So like, how many of you have Facebook, right? Makes me want, yeah, yeah. Pretty much like everybody, right? But I'm more interested as like, who of you do not have Facebook? <laughs> Y'all are fucking awesome. Whoever's the first like person to come up to me after the show and be like, hey, listen, I legit don't have Facebook, we're gonna do a shot at the bar. Cause that shit is admirable, all right? Admirable. The only reason I reference this is because uh, for those of you who do have Facebook, there's this new thing, I think it's a new thing, called Facebook memories. Yeah. They always find the memory that you've tried so hard to forget. And it's like, I was like, I know you motherfuckers have the resources that have like an algorithm to avoid that, right? But I don't. And so uh, most of the time I'm just pissed and bitter when they remind me about whatever the fuck I didn't want to be doing or remembering or dating, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but there was one good thing that came out of it. They reminded me of a, of a memory that I didn't realize that I have forgotten, and it was a good memory. And so in tribute of this, I decided um, to write a poem about this reminiscing. So think about a time where maybe you guys, like, it was such a good thing, but you don't ever really think about it that often. Anyway, that time we said, fuck it, and decided to take a knife to the night and carve our dreams into the sky. We caught the stars as they fell, as we coughed the sunset out, dancing midnight into the moon's rise. It was all blue burst and burning, a magnetic marvel we were, with all that howl in our skin, with all that glow in our bones. The stars did squint when they saw us coming. And within that moment, that was when we didn't have a beginning or an end, just the becoming. The way we watched our skin unravel at the seams, took the streets and haze the city in our happiness. Every lamplight glittered with lightning bugs. The men kissed each other on corners. Women's skirts pulled up with consent for each other's thighs, the collarbone, lips to hips. We rolled a joint in the mission, smoked it on a curb in the Castro. The scent of piss laced with glitter littered the air. But the fumes of bourbon in her flask cut the stench, and we laughed and laughed about everything back then. As we watched our feet float from under us, the entire world removed from gravity. I said, I give anything for a typewriter or a pen right now. And you said, I need six strings to strum this thing out. And away we went to see what kind of art we could pull out. The typewriter became a crack knuckle chorus with each strike of the keys. Your guitar looked like an open throat. The sounds we made were as simple as water, a 3 a.m. cleansing. I couldn't tell if I was more high on art or on the pot, but that did not matter. A Valencia tree grew in your backyard. 
We watch the sun rise through its branches. I pick the fruit and watch the orange drip down my fingers as if it was the sun. Oh, San Francisco, you haven for the outcast and the artist. The way you let the queer kids wear your halo, a cradle for the cracked, you say. Just because you come in a thousand pieces does not make you broken. We are all here for something, you say. A praise to the night and to the early morning. A praise to the stranger in the coffee shop who took me in and how we made art from dusk to dawn. A praise to the becoming. A praise to one random night in a city that said, welcome. Yes, you are welcomed here just the way you are. You guys are great. <laughs> so, I have one more. I gotta be quick about it because there's a lot of other amazing people here coming up. But um, before I go on to my last poem, I gotta tell you a little bit of history about it. So, I've had the honor to not have only met all my grandmothers, but I've met every single one of my great grandmothers. Yeah, every one of them. Uh, women in my family don't die. <laughs> That's a good thing or bad thing, depending on who you ask. <laughs> and so they all live to be damn near 100 years old. But one of my favorite one is my mama. And she lived to be over 100. She lived to be 105. And on the eve of her 101st, or on our 100th birthday, I asked her, I said, Mama, so what's the secret in living to be in uh, almost a century? And she told me, she said, reading the Bible and being mean as hell. <laughs> they good words, right? I don't know. Like, okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, this poem, uh, this poem started to be a poem in tribute to the women of my family, the, the lineage, the strength of them. And it morphed into be something, I think, greater. It's the strength in humanity, it's the strength in us, despite the hard times and the difficulties. Um, so, um, yeah, so without further ado, uh, the name of this poem is called Blossom. When my papa died, my mom made me come with her to visit his grave. I never really knew the man, but what I remember noticing was a flower growing from his resting place. I thought, how beautiful, how strange to see something blooming from his decay. My mom was the one who taught me how to pray. I was never really good at it, and I realized why. Many years later, after reading Alice Walker say, any God I ever felt in church, I brought in with me. I realize now why I've always felt holiness everywhere, even in the places I least expected. 
I seen it in the thunderstorm and in the earthworm, in the bullet that protects and the one that didn't. How easy the seesaw of life shifts. I see more hate spewed from people's Bibles than I have from people's guns. But the earth still spins, even though she has every excuse not to. And the sun still spits its light, even to the darkest shadows. A bruise can come from the ugliest place, but it can still be as gorgeous as an orchid in bloom. I often doubt there is a God, but I have never questioned holy. A wise man once said, if you feed your children food on from corruption, they will be corrupt. If you feed your children food on from honesty, they will be honest. From here on out, I'm going to fill myself up on nothing but turnips of truth, ingesting all the integrity I can swallow, just so I can tell my future children that honor is the sweetest fruit, that our kind might be an odd kind, but I'm going to embrace my own oddity. I'm going to sing myself loud and proud even if it's not on time and out of tune walk in a beat that the boom box can't handle and if the people ask about my glow I'm gonna tell them I came from the starfish I'm equal part ocean and cosmos gonna play this mouth like a loudspeaker cut the mic if you like but you can't unwrite what I got scrawled across this heart some days I feel like I'm an open casket something dead but not quite buried and that's enough to get me up and going even if that is a slow morning and I mean that in more ways than one I don't always know where these poems are going but I do know this my papa once beat my nanan's jaw into dandelion dust he almost killed three men in one bar fight with his own bare hands despite what he did my nanan never loved another man like that and my mom never stopped calling him dad i didn't want to go to his funeral because i couldn't respect someone who would disregard life like that but my mom told me through her tears does anyone really know where the good grows or bad lives some days i don't know what the fuck that means and other days it makes complete sense maybe this world is one whirling mess some broken toe ballerina who can't stop dancing even if it hurts it would hurt even more not to spin we may all be hurling towards the edge of a cliff but no bird is born knowing it will fly it just does once it's tossed from its nest our kind might be an odd kind but i cannot accept that we are incapable of kindness the skin it is all i got even if sometimes i don't like it this planet is the only home i will ever know even if sometimes i don't understand it even though i entered this earth with fist i have never forgot my palms my mom is right i do not know where the good grows or bad lives but i do know that my heart this heart it is an unstoppable engine it is made of honey and pulp it never stops it just keeps going even when it hurts every thump a billion blossoms bursting when the entire world seems to be withering this clump of petals in my chest is a reminder not to bleed but bloom
Bed Post Confessions is produced by Julie Gillis, Mia Martina, and Sadie Smythe. Audio production is by Ian Danskin. Confess with us at bedpostconfessions.com. Until next time, we will leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess, I pretend like I don't need a boyfriend, but I'm full of jealousy each time my roommates go out on a date. Yeah, speak of the truth. I confess, when my ex was cheating on me with my roommate, I used to sneak around outside her house and watch them through her blinds. Sometimes, sometimes I'd have to bite my fingers to keep from touching myself. Okay, once, more than once, I gave in, and I fingered myself, pressed between the hedge and the wall of her room. You go, girl. Sometimes.